Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. Hello and welcome to Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. I'm the Pork. I'm Blake. And this is the podcast formerly known as the third most popular Raider podcast on the internet. Coming to you from the filthiest store and buried somewhere in the bowels of Civic. The location We're not of in the store. We will, but we will, never reveal, we will never reveal where the storeroom is. No, well, that's that's for sure. But we're not in the storeroom. Full disclosure, this is our second attempt to record this week's episode. We won't be joined this week. Uh, we'll, well, we were joined by him yesterday, but we won't we be were. joined by um, Matt Hollywood Leneves um, this week, unfortunately. And as I say that, there's a whole bunch of Midwest moms in America who are switching off the podcast. Crying themselves sleep. In disgust. I always get, I yeah. always get hate mail when Matt misses mm-hmm. an episode. He doesn't miss many. Yeah. I think he's only missed a couple the whole time he's been on, but whenever he misses an episode, I get a hate mail. But yeah, what happened was last night we recorded the podcast uh, yep. late at night, our time, early in we the did. morning, LA time, and it was a long episode. It was. It was big. We waffled on. We talked a lot of shit. I think it was probably um, the longest one we've ever done, actually, and uh, it got to the end of the end of the recording, and I went to save it on my computer, and um, it turned out that I'd actually filled up the disk on the hard drive of the computer and we couldn't actually record it and the whole thing mm-hmm. crashed and I lost, I spent an hour last night trying to save it. And then there almost wasn't an episode this week, but then, you know, just, we just decided stop. we have to do it for the fans. We've sat down yeah. and we've, we've come together for you, the fans, the people out there who, Little you know, people. you would, you, you wouldn't know what to do unless we told you what yeah, that was going to be. They don't have much going on in their lives for the most part. And, no, no. and this is one of the few, Right place yeah. in it. And so, you know, who are we to... Who do we stop it? You know, and on top of that, the good people at the Greenhouse, uh, our dubious sponsors, you know, the number one Raiders for- fan forum on the internet, they depend on us. They demand come it. Out beach, sorry. They, they, they say, you must do it. GE got on the blower and said, what the hell? You are contracted to provide yeah. one rambling pile of crap per week and you will provide it. Yeah, look, they pay so, us a hundred. They pay us a hundred dollars a week to do this show. Yep, don't they, Tim? Yeah. And you know, they said they were going to they were going to pull the sponsorship, and they were going to open up negotiations with the the Green Machine podcast. So we said, no, that can't, that can't happen. That cannot happen. That cannot happen. So we would come out. Plus, Audio Technica threatened to take away our microphones. <laughs> so another great sponsor. Speaking of, the of show. The, speaking of the greenhouse, we're going to plug it a couple of times during the show. But if you're heading along to Magic Round, I know a lot of Raiders fans are, and a lot of um, listeners that actually live in Brisbane, well, you've got no excuse other than to be at, at Magic Round. But before you go to Lang Park from 2 p.m. in the afternoon, there's a pub just around the corner from the ground. It's called the Lord Alfred, and the Greenhouse is holding one of their legendary um, pregame meetups at the Veranda Bar. It'll be great. If you've ever been to any of the, the, the pregame meetups, I've been to ones in Melbourne. There's been ones in Parramatta before big games. They've done ones before in Magic Round. It's always a great time. Get along. I'm sure you'll see some um, friendly, familiar faces. And and if you got your Raiders view with Blake and the pork paraphernalia, make sure you wear it. Okay, yes. special yes. prizes, special prize for that. The prizes being a mystery because we don't know what they are yet. So yeah, if go. we can if we can see some like a Raiders by fifty six or Ask Clan Benny on the coverage over the weekend at Magic Round, we'll we'll send something to you. That's a promise. Oh, uh, we post possible probably will and uh, probably be delivered by a Raider. Just to really? really yeah yeah really make that even better. Absolutely. Yeah, with his broken hand. Or CHN. CHN, he's a big listener out there, and we love you, CHN. You're listening out yeah. there. I know it's, well, it's we, been a rough we really, oh, we're, we're really upset that you're not on the team, but we'll, we'll talk about that more later. We will. Um, but 
but, but you know, there is a little bit of disturbing news. I want to get this on where there's been uh, quite a bad accident for um, one of our SG ball players, young Jason Isefa, um, coming back from Wagga. Uh, has had a car accident. He's in intensive care. Um, you know, in an induced coma at the moment. And we're all hoping that he pulls through because the kid's been playing really well. He's got a two-year contract, just signed with the Raiders, um, really on top of the world. This is really unfortunate. The club's really devastated for it. Um, as we've tweeted online, there is a GoFundMe page to actually help with his recovery and his costs. Get on there and, and uh Give if you at all can uh, for this uh, this young man who's you know such a bright you know future for the Raiders um, and yeah we wish him and his family all the best absolutely absolutely uh, the other shout out I want to send this week is a big shout out to Dennis Carnahan who provides our wonderful theme music each and every week and mm. uh, he also provided the uh, the great song that opened last week's show the the Jack Latrell mm-hmm. uh, and we got a huge feedback on that one. Everyone very, loved it. Very, very positive. Very positive. Indeed. Yeah, I laughed. I cried. Everyone loved it. He actually recorded that before um, the sort of the, 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 the final um, news had broke that um, Jack was definitely going to South. But he, he, when he wrote it, the writing was very much on the wall. But he's assured me that he's actually going to update the song. So when he updates it, we'll play the, the new updated version. And he'll also be performing uh, the, the full updated version at Rugby League Musical when it returns to Canberra to the street mm. theatre again later in the year. Get along. Mm-hmm. We'll be there. Um, yep. Tim's promising to bring little boys. Uh, yeah. There'll be canapes and horse d'oeuvres. French yeah. onion dip. Oh, not French onion, mate. I mean, what do you think I am? Made of bricks, Deirdre. Um, no, no, no. <laughs> Cabanossi? No, 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 no. Look, I will tell you this, though. The, uh, the little boys, the cocktail franks that are served by our good friends at Audi, fantastic sponsors of this show, are the number one cocktail franks on the market. Not only are they gluten-free, they are the tastiest damn little boys there are and they're the cheapest. So there'll be some of those. We're going to be making sure there's some of those at the uh, pre-event. Some of those weirdly bright green gherkins, you're going to have some of those, like in Raiders colours, no less. Oh, yeah, Those, those bright green. That's right. You still get those ones? I, I don't know, but if we can, we'll, we'll, they'll be there. Yeah, we'll get, we might have to go to Costco. Get some We're not going to Costco. Aldi is the sponsor of this show, not bloody um, Costco. Unbelievable. American rubbish. <laughs> Stick with the Germans. Uh, Stick with the Germans. Uh, that's all right. So we're, we're going to go into the news now. So the news. And the news, of course, brought to us by Mel and the team over at Impact Comics down at Garima Place in Civic. Go in and get all your comics, get your pop final, yeah. all other sort of nerdware you know no, 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 you no. want to. You were told not to drop the N-word and you've what? done it again. They don't yeah, like I'm it. Not... They don't like the N-word. Why don't they like the N-word? It's offensive. Okay, so the, the big news for the week is it's round 10. Xavier Savage has finally returned to first grade, I guess, which is ha- kind of... Yeah, ex-Xavier. Ex- yep. Xavier Savage returns to first grade, but not at fullback where we all thought that he would play um, this year. No, he's, all, 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 all of us. Anyone sensible with with a mind and a brain. Yeah, the unsensible amongst us said he'd come back through Reggie's and then when he came in the first grade side... It'll be on the wing. And what did you say to me when I said that, Blarko? You're an idiot. Except, which, yeah, which, I'm an idiot. Yeah. Except, of course, it's proof that I've been absolutely 100% correct. No, it just, proves, it just proves that you are an idiot and maybe someone else might be a bit of an idiot as well. Right. That's what that proves. Right. Idiots right. think alike. Right. Anyway, right. he's not, he's so not now, back. Now, now, now you're calling Ricky Stewart an idiot, are you? I didn't say that. 
I didn't say it. Um, well, he, he picks the team, so I don't know what else you meant. Not not is he returning at, at fullback where he's clearly his best position. Uh, you're he's, saying you'll just gloss over it. You, you, you can't even give me kudos where it's due. Unbelievable. Okay, go, oh, go you're on. right. You're right. So he's he's returning at full. He's returning on the wing where he hasn't been great on the wing in the past. I've got to say. Like also, also agree with that. I don't think he has been great on the wing. No, full. It's really fullback or nothing for him. Either play him at um, at fullback in New South Wales Cup or play him at fullback. You know, I still hope that he'll he'll develop some great ball playing skills and beef up. He's got, he goes five eight. Five eight's another spot that that nah. sort of speed could be really useful at. He's not he's not a five eight, but he has he has got good ball playing skills. He's got better ball playing skills than than said Chris. He's got better yeah, ball who, playing skills than, who's, than whoever starts in the game of rugby league and is a great five eight. Who have you ever seen their first game in first grade was five eight? This I mean, is not on the run sheet. Xavier Savage to 5'8 is not on the run sheet. I know we're looking no, for a 5'8. We'll talk about that later. No, no, but, but what I'm saying, Laurie Daly, great 5'8. Did he start as 5'8? No. Brad Fittler, great 5'8. Did he start as 5'8? No. Darren Lockyer, great 5'8. Did he start as 5'8? No. No, but lots of players have started on the wing or the centres because you've yeah, got to get Yeah, but 5'8 is not a debut position is my point. Anyway, go on. Go on with the news. You're right. I'm... I'm, I'm bustling the round So, yeah, so, so Savage is back, not in my preferred position. I like him at fullback, you know, where he can make um, a lot of metres when he catches the yep. ball and, and it gets gets to the defensive line very quickly. Very Having quickly. him at wing, he's not going to be able to take those tough runs that um, Albert Hopuati is so good at, you know, so he's yep. not going to fall on that thing. And whenever he's anywhere near the sideline, you're going to get nervous that he's going to get dragged He's going to get ragdolled, Yep. Which has happened. We've seen before when he has played. Oh, absolutely, we have. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Anyway, so the reason he's got a wing spot, wing spot came open though, is Albert Hopawati is in fact going to miss this game mm-hmm. due to his sister's wedding. Yep. Which is on a Friday in the football mm-hmm. season. Very strange. Yep. Very strange. Yeah. Well, yeah, but and and he goes with everyone's blessing because it's his sister's wedding. That's a very important thing to be part of. It's a tight knit family, um, and you know what. You know, weddings are hard. Weddings are expensive. Uh, you get them when you get them. And if you're a good family person, you go to it. And, and, and it beats out a game of football. So yeah, there you not go. Not for me. Not for me. But anyway, I he did say that Ricky has assured him that he, his spot is, is, will still be there for him when he comes back after the wedding. Well, so. his, his form's been fantastic. Yeah. It really has been fantastic. So, you know, he's earned his spot. I think, you know, he's had a few warts the same as everyone else. But you can't doubt his effort. Um, and he's been really, really good. We, he, you know, since he's come into the first crowd, so I, I think he's now one of our best two wingers in the club. There's an argument. There's no. He has been good. Uh, they're, they're, but, but you know, first choice wingers on form in this season is Rapa and Hopawade. Yeah, Kotrick's. It hasn't been great form. No, it's been a bit disappointing again. Well, is... he'd say himself, and you know, he's been ca- carrying injuries. Clearly, he tried to come back. And he, he came just back too soon for it. Yeah, he came, he came back, back too, too soon. soon. Yeah. And so now he's getting ready. Look, and we all want Nick to get back to his best form. And, you know, hopefully we'll go away and do it. But at the moment, Hopper's got him. Yeah, fair enough. More news. Uh, when Ricky was talking to um, Fox Sports in the pregame interview against the Dolphins, he mentioned that um, Hudson Young is close to re-signing and extending his deal. This further reports now there's a whole bunch of players are about to re-sign. Hudson Young's one of them. It's probably the, the biggest priority. Albert Hopawade is also going to extend his time at the Razors, which is great. Tom Starling's about to resign. The Turkish delight, Emre Gula, is about to resign. And Seb Chris, I mean, what a great player to have in your squad. He's done, he's looked better at fullback every week, although yep. I think he should have gone to the wing on left centre this week. He's looked better every week at uh, fullback and he's so versatile. 
you could pretty much, you know, he could be a five eight Tim. He could, he could. I like. I, I'm a big fan of the larger five eight. I really am. I'm a big fan of the larger five eight. But you know, how's his kicking game? Yeah, no, no, not that fantastic. But okay. you know, I, you know, I big red. I mean, his kicking game obviously wasn't that great <laughs> against the you Dolphins. He, but you're going to put him at five eight now. Everyone's mate, going to five eight. Lovely, lovely soft hands. Well, you'd see the five eight or the front row rotation. It's one or the Fair two. You got to choose. You got to go Fair into enough. one or but the other. Despite you know calls. Um, on this show last week for Jack White and to maybe go somewhere other than six yep. into the front row rotation mm-hmm. or bench utility or wherever, wherever we, we had him playing. Yeah. I think he, I think he sort of showed us all that he's definitely going to be wearing the six for the rest of the season. Yeah. There was, there was a pie. It was humble. And I, amongst a lot of other people have eaten it. Uh, yes, Jack, you proved us wrong. You are going to play it out there. I think we saw your passion on your sleeve. Um, your heart and your sleeve, and you know what? As much as we don't want you to leave, um, great effort, you know, to come out under that pressure and actually turn on, especially that first half that he did um, was absolutely fantastic. And you know, if he can play like that for the rest of the season, well, yeah. we've got to be a red, red right. hot chant to go deep in September. This week will be interesting because obviously he was really emotional and really was up for that game. Mm-hmm. But you wonder if he, if if he'll struggle to get up. Again this week, but over time we'll we'll see. Um, speaking of Jack, I mean, on the Saturday morning before the game against the Dolphins, mm-hmm. I was kind of okay with him being traded out, swapped out immediately, just because I wasn't really looking forward to the rest of the season. Just being the sort of Jack um, farewell party, you know, endless, mm-hmm. long, painful breakup goodbye tour. I don't know mm-hmm. if you remember when, like Milford's last year, every time he did something good, you'd be kind. Of, oh. Kind of, it kind of was a was a mixed emotions. Yep. You know, and I almost thought that if we got rid of Jack now, well, then that, you know, we we get on with the future of the club, whereas now it's mm. still going to be the whole season. Is it going to be all about every interview, every bit of press, everything we hear is going to be about Jack. I mean, yep. the game against Souths is, is coming up in a few weeks. That'll be really peak for them. But um, one thing we're going to look at in this episode is actually um, some potential names yep. that we could sign to replace Jack. I mean, there's been a lot thrown up recently, some good, some bad, and some by Mel Meninga, who I'm not going to – I had him in a, a segment on last night's show. I've since softened my stance. So he's not going to be my ass clown now on the retake of this this show, but he still gets an honourable mention. All the names that have been tossed up, Mel, I mean, Luke Brooks, come on. Please. Please. Sometimes Mal just needs to think before he opens his mouth, I think. Well, I mean, as we said in the one in the episode that we we lost, as I said in that, the issue is with Luke Brooks, right? He's clearly got some talent, but he's been in the West Tigers side. And there's that old adage that says it's hard to soar with the Eagles when you're surrounded by turkeys. Maybe if he's actually behind a papa and a tarpanay and a big red, all of a sudden life gets a little bit easier for him. All of a sudden he gets a bit more room. All of a sudden he gets a bit more confidence. And you, you could see something good out of him. Look, we've seen the best out of Ben Hunt since he went to St. George Illawarra. Now, the fact that the best at St. George Illawarra has been pretty bloody mediocre doesn't take away from the fact that away from that environment, he has started playing really, really good football. You can actually see his benefit and all the shit that he was copying at Brisbane for, you know, he he was copying it before he dropped the ball in the 2015 grand final, but it just went to absolute cacophony after that. Imagine taking Luke Brooks away from that environment to a place where he doesn't have that spotlight and he actually has a forward pack in front of him. 
he might be worthwhile. And you know what? I tell you this much about Mal Meninga versus you, Blake. He knows a bit more about football. He's played a lot more. Uh, Ben Hunt. Right, right. Hunt. You, 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 you just, you know, you just can't, you can't acknowledge things, can you? Ben Hunt is another name that's been that's been tossed up. Yeah, but he's 35 years old. I know. And the man that tossed him up is Danny Wadler, who will prominently feature, I promise, in, in, in the later segment. Yes, um, he will. A couple of other interesting ones have been thrown up. Sam Walker. Apparently, mm-hmm. you know, some reports are that his time at the Roosters is, is done. But he said today that he's he's not going anywhere. He's going to try and get his spot back. And he's only young. He's 20 years old. He's got plenty of time to, to work his way back into first grade. He's an interesting one for mine because um, although he's struggling at, at the Roosters to play the style of football that um, Cooper Cronk, you know, wants as halves coach there, which is a very structured, mm-hmm. very organized style of football, he's more ad-lib, play in front of you, you know, attacking style would probably suit the Raiders a lot better with our offloads and our big forwards and everything else. I mean, we we can't play. Mm-hmm. We've we've proven for the last thirty post Ricky, we can't play any sort of structured, um, planned football. So you know, we always are at our best when we we were playing off the cuff and offloading. And so, yeah, so he he would potentially be you know not a bad option. A lot of people um, seem to shoot that down very quickly, and it's like really you you wouldn't want to add. Someone of that quality to our spine. Mm. Obviously, he's you know he's defensively might have his issues, but he's small and he's young, and I'm sure his defense will get better. Yeah, look, I, I'm a fan of actually looking at, at Sam Walker. I, I have a feeling that you know his Nipswich boy. There's a very good chance that there's you know going to be a a Redcliffe or a Titans or a Broncos will be interested in bringing the Brisbane boy home, and he'll be more than keen. It's one thing to go down to to the Roosters, but when that's broken off, he doesn't strike me as a journeyman, you know. So that his time at the Roosters is over. I think we can pretty much say, you know, if he if really? he's going to be you sure, yeah, I'd be I'd pre- there'll only be injuries there. My my word is that Cooper Cronk, you know, basically runs the the, the coaches the back line there and their attacking thing. He's very structured. Sam Walker is a more off the cuff player. Yeah, exactly I love his Harbour Bridge. Said. I love his Harbour Bridge pass, but also, the, I mean, Luke Keary, you know, I don't think he's going to be around for that much longer with his with his record of concussions and all the rest. And so. and 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 in general injuries. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I completely agree with you on that. Um, but I, I'm not disinterested in, in Sam Walker. You've also got Braden Trindle on here. I, I yeah. don't think we're in, they're in any danger of letting him go at no, um, he's, at the Sharks he, because I'm not sure how long Matt Moylan's got to go, but it ain't that long. And I think Trindle, at the beginning of this season when Nico Hines was out, Trindle showed some really good chops. I don't think the Sharks will be keen to let him go at all. Um, I think he's a good player. I I do worry about you know the, the similarities between him and Fogg. But I also think they could be really, really good together. So I don't disregard that. I just don't think he's going to be on the market. Yeah. You've also put down, of course, the uh, the manly want away trouble child, Josh Schuster. Uh, yeah. uh good mate. Um, Craig Norenberg's was 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 pushing that train. Um, yeah, eight hundred thousand dollars a year. He's on. Um, he's overweight. He slaps people on the back of the head. He, mm. you know, he gets into trouble. Um, and apparently they've had enough of him. So. He's most likely to go to West Targets where... Um, yeah, the home for waif strays and miscreants. 
Yeah, and 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 Bob Fulton's son, who signed all those guys from Blacktown and brought them to Manly, mm-hmm. is now going going to the Tigers. So he's he will most likely go there and not go to the Raiders. I mean, he's undoubtedly a talented player, but I think bringing him to the Raiders would be an unmitigated disaster. I would be very very surprised if the Raiders would be interested in him. Now, some people could say you go out, yeah, well, we picked up players have been in trouble in the past. Of course, we picked up um, CHN when he was in trouble with yeah. the Bulldogs and he came down and he's worked out very well. He's had a, a clean nose ever since. It used to be the only way we could get players. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Bain I tilts, remember um, uh, Neville Costigan. Neville Costigan, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, was, he was a great player. And, and of course, we had um, the the lad from Tartha who's now gone up to Newcastle last season who was in trouble with the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs. We picked him up. Well, he was not a moment's trouble when he got here and I think we all miss him. Yeah, you know? absolutely. He hasn't. He's barely played this year, unfortunately. Yeah, I know. He got got himself suspended and then he got himself injured. But, you know, if he, if he wanted to come back, and for some reason I cannot, Millie Boyle's boyfriend. Adam Elliott. Adam Elliott. Thank God. I couldn't think of his <laughs> bloody name. Um, I just thought you were choosing not to say it. The boyfriend. No, no, Tarpley. no. I, yeah, no, I could think of all the bloody details. A huge smile on his mouth. Three legs. Think of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's right. Three legs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and then we're going to come to, we're going to come to the, the, one that I've picked out that yeah, and, I think and, is, is an outstanding option. And, Whether or not we'll sign him, I don't know. You know, I hate pretty much nothing more than completely and utterly agreeing with you, so I'm about to hate what you're going to say here. There's a player, he's currently playing his trade in the Super League. He's the halfback for St. Helens, Lewis Dodds. Um, he came Dodd, out here. Dodd. Dodd, sorry. Dodd singular. Dodd singular. Lewis Dodd. Um he came out, he played against the Panthers in that the World Club Challenge, whatever whatever it's called. He kicked the winning field goal. Um, he's an expressed an interest in a desire to come out to and test himself in the in the NRL. And uh, he recently engaged management or representation over here to facilitate that. So he's gonna come yeah. to the NRL sooner or later and, and he'd be a great pickup for us. He's only twenty one. Um, he's a left sided player. So he's notionally a seven, and then it's like, well, how do you have Fogan and him two sevens? Well, he would, he could, it wouldn't matter who wore six and who wore seven, because one would be playing on the right, because Fogarty plays on the right, and Dodd would play on the left, because he's a left sided player, left footed kicker, which which means he would be a a good like for like replacement. Yeah, look, I, I'd be very happy for him to go in into six. He's twenty one, so he's a long term prospect. He's not only played. Uh, Halfback, he's played hooker. He's a nuggety young bloke. He can he can tackle. He's quick. He's got hands off both sides. Like you say, he's a left sided player. He's not the tallest unit in the world. He's five foot nine, but um, he's eighty three kegs at that. So he's actually quite a solid little beast. He's played forty two games for St Helens so far by the age of twenty one. Come over. He's mixed up with Penrith. He looked really really good. Um, but, you know, the reality of the situation, if we're going to get a player like that, we have to do very much like Newcastle did with Lockie Miller and with Caelan Ponga. You have to take a bet that that isn't just possibly going to be something big. You've got to take a bet, like we did with Josh Hodgson, that this is going to be a star. This one's going to work out and blow the other people out of the water with an offer they can't refuse and the other people aren't going to do because it's more of a bet than they want to make. Yeah. You know, give him, give him three years, give him 800 thousand dollars a year and cross your fingers and hope that is what it is because you know at 21 years of age if it works out you know no injuries you get a player there for 10 years a 10-year player that's something you build a, a if club he around. Get homesick everyone's saying but you know yeah yeah but think about what how they were managing the homesickness of john bateman and hodgson and whitehead initially was be when 
COVID wasn't down and there wasn't a lockdown, they'd take a week break and they'd send them home for two weeks so they'd see their family. They'd bring their families out. But COVID stuffed that because they couldn't come out. They couldn't go back. And that's when the problems yeah. came down. Well, you know and that's why the Raiders were so shitty about because but for COVID, they were doing everything in their power to keep the players from being homesick, to make sure there was reunifications and do all those things to make sure they they kept them. And the instant it broke down, of course, the George Williams situation came out. And I think the frustration the club felt about that was part of the way that ended, you know, quite as badly as it did because, you know, they really were trying so hard to look after those players in that regard. And it was out of their hands with COVID and they couldn't do it, you know. But I think now with that past, those things work, you know. And if you every person's got their price, what we've got to do is make sure we give a price that other people aren't looking at. And I think we can get him. And I think we yeah. should get him. Yeah. I think with, with how people fit in and whether they're homesick or not and everything else, it depends on um, where they're at in their lives and personal circumstances. I mean, he's very young, um, but if he's single, you know, Elliot Whitehead came out here and he was single mm. and that worked out. He got a partner over here. Josh Hodgson was already, you know, married when he came out here. That worked out. Um, lovely, lovely. Salt of the year. One of the nicest couples you'll ever meet, Kirby. Absolutely wonderful human. George Williams um, came out with came Charlotte out with a girlfriend that was stuck in a flat during COVID. You know what I mean? And had yeah, yeah, no yeah. one and, around her, and, didn't and want then to... pregnant. Yeah, it yeah. was completely understandable. It's just like, yeah. and then John Bateman, of course, had his daughter back in the UK, which you know he couldn't he couldn't fly her out and he couldn't fly back on a regular basis. People were like, oh, why didn't he bring his daughter out here? Well, he's not even with. But, he's yeah, not even, I mean, live with him. He wasn't even yeah, with that, the that partner. Was... They were 15. I mean, you I know. know. No, no, I'm not judging, but I'm just saying people are like, oh, why didn't he bring, he should fly his daughter, bring his, he can't just say, oh, to the mother. <laughs> yeah, piss off. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't work like that. No, it like it absolutely doesn't. But but like I like the idea of of uh young Lewis Dodd. Um I think he'd be a really good idea. And you know, I'd really I'd really like that. I think it'd be a really positive thing. But I know Joel Car- Carboni is now leading the recruitment, has got his eyes all over the shop, and I know he'll have some really good plans, but I know also that Joel is a great listener of the show. So, you know, he's taking everything into account here. And I know we'll act on it. And, you know, in two months we'll probably have the announcement that Lewis is coming next Exclusive. season. You know? Yeah, it'll be exclusive, and, and, and he'll probably come onto the show. and And personally, thank you, Blake, for for coming up with the idea. Excellent. I look forward. I look forward to that. Um, he's contracted next season as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. But contract, like, contract. Of course, there's transfer fees, and you know, a couple of hundred thousand dollar transfer fee in the scheme of things is is small change. And um, I would imagine that he has. Uh, some sort of clause in his contract, an NRL release clause. Most um, players over there do, the ones that want to come over here anyway. Yeah, so indeed. Dolphins we should look game. at the Dolphins game. Um, we should. Started off so well. Uh, we did. In the end, you know, we were kind of pretty relieved to get away with it. If you talk to Wayne Bennett, it was uh, robbery. Oh, of course it was. Which, I mean... If we'd lost that game, it kind of would have been. Well, I mean, it absolutely was robbery. I mean, I know how Wayne feels, and we all felt the same when Jerry Sutton denied Emre Gula the try that he rightfully should have got. We all knew it was robbery, and it was strange of Wayne to come out and point out that the Raiders have been robbed and forced <laughs> into a situation where we'd have to go into Golden Point because he of such Golden an appalling point. decision. He hates oh. Golden Point. He just wants one point each team. Does he now? Now, yeah, there yeah, yeah. stats um, related to that game, and I, I pulled some stats 
from the greenhouse. The greenhouse, you know, is, is an online forum and it's social media and everything else, but there's actually really extensive um, post and pre-game analysis on there. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. it's always very good. I well worth. I well recommend uh, checking out. So I, I pulled these stats straight now, from the, the now, greenhouse. But, 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 but speaking about that, I mean, uh, a few seasons ago, um, GE did approach you and I to go do the, the greenhouse live post-game and, because of my ABC commitments, which are now, you know, obviously curtailed, we, we, we had to say no, but, you know, maybe it's time for you to get your head up, Blake. You know? What do you reckon? Unlikely. Unlikely. Yeah. I don't really uh, want to stand around in the cold um, for an hour. Really? After the game. Yeah, unlikely. Thanks for the offer, G, but it's, 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 it's unlikely to happen. You can do it. You can do it with the shark if you want. Um, so, looking at the oh, stats the from the shark game. would be fantastic. He could shiv people live on TV. What do you reckon? Yeah, he's a very he's a very devoted Raiders fan. The shark. I mean, a lot of people criticise him because he's American, but he goes to more games, away games, than you or I ever do. That's for sure. The Raiders had a ninety percent completion rate. Ninety percent. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's as good. That's as good as you see. Mm-hmm. In comparison, well, that's, a high, that's a high distinction completion rate, right there. Yeah. In comparison, the Dolphins um, had a seventy-five percent completion rate. Correct. Um, and the Raiders had ten more completed sets than the Dolphins. We had thirty-eight yeah. completed sets. They had twenty-eight. The Dolphins made twelve errors. We made just five. Mm-hmm. Raiders uh, had more runs: two hundred eleven to one hundred fifty-five. More running meters: two thousand eighty-eight to one thousand four hundred nine. More post-contact meters, 745 to 449. Kick mm-hmm. return meters, 263 to 130. Meters per set. I mean, the forwards laid a great platform for us in this game. Mm-hmm. And our average meters per set was 50, which is very good. And theirs was 38. There were line breaks were 9 to 6 to us. Tackle breaks, 38 to 32 to us. And the stat that just leaps out of this page at me, offloads, 24 to 2. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, we 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 look our best when we're offloading the ball. Because yeah, like we I say, agree. we're not the best Unless team. we're dropping it. But we, this is the thing. We didn't drop. We offloaded 24 times. We only had five errors and 90% completion. That's phenomenal. Well, the, thing I, the other thing I liked in this was the 58% possession rate. Like, we should have actually put them away. Those yeah, based on these meters. stats. Based on yeah. these stats, we should have won by 20 plus easily. We yeah, yeah, but look, nine line breaks is great, but we gave away six, right? Yeah. And 38 tackle breaks is fantastic, but we were broken 32 times. You yeah. know, those those, those are the know, things that are, the, are quite concerning. The damning stat is we had 36 tackles in the opposition red zone and the Dolphins only had 11. So they didn't have that much ball at mm. our end at all. But the problem was pretty much every time they went up, they were scoring tries. Yeah, Due that's to right. Pretty well, poor online defence on both sides. The, the other thing the is road. too, we we were seen to infringe seven times, gave away seven penalties. They only gave away four. Now that's pretty impressive. When the Raiders in the, in this particular match had sixteen percent more possession, had the ball sixteen percent more of the time, they still managed in that time to give away three more penalties than the other side did. And we should also bear in mind too that the Dolphins gave away two of those penalties in the last 10 minutes of regulation time. So in that match, they gave away, it was a 7-2 penalty count until the 70th minute 
in a match where those possession stats were there. It, it's it's you know it's an it's an interesting thing to note. Mm. Yeah, concerning. Mm. One would say. Yeah, I think the goal line defense was 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 disappointing, and we should have yep. like the game should never have gone to goal point. There was ample no. opportunity in that that those dying minutes to take a shot at field goal, and we just didn't do it. You know, we just kept on. No. Jack was calling for the ball out in the left, and then you know, it's, I mean, it's yeah. on Jamal a little bit, but but since Jamal um, has taken over, you know, the reins of the side, it's really been obvious. Yeah, um, the game against the Broncos when Jack was out, we're looking a yeah. lot better. We're getting, much, repeat much set. We're getting repeat sets. His kicking game's been on point. Um, even there was that that when they were trying to get a field goal um, in the in the dying minutes of regulation time, and they completely stuffed it up. He still managed to kick the ball through and and tackle the hammering goal. Yeah, get a, to get a repeat set and get a, another opportunity, which we get, again again wasted. Wasted a couple of things concerning things in in to come out of. The game I thought was um, the defense of Jared Croker. He got found out a bit by Brinko Lee, um, and yep. also some of the, the other guys, the Pacier guys, and Whitehead as well. I don't think he's got eighty minutes in him at the back row. Um, towards the end there, he didn't miss tackles. He just left holes for a couple of tries. Yeah, um, yeah. And so, and look, and, and one thing I will say is that both of those players will be painfully aware of these stats. We're not pointing at it. It's not brain science or rocket science. What we're saying here. It's very much like they're obvious rocket things. Surgery. Yeah, it's not rocket surgery or brain science. Yeah. And they'll be aware of it. But as you've said before, and Ricky said, the leadership they both provided in that particular week, which, as we know, was absolutely horrific week. Yeah. And they provided a leadership that, you know, couldn't be beat. Now, Croker missed four tackles in that match. And while Whitehead's only credited for missing two tackles. Yeah, there were two I holes think, that you didn't yeah, get yeah. a hand on him. Yeah, that's right. So is that a missed tackle or not? But, you know, and and for some reason, and this I do find strange, but I know Ricky will have our have his reasons. How do we deny to miss no tackles whatsoever? Did three offloads, but, and I suspect this might be the reason um, that he's gone back there. He only made... 29 meters with the ball. Yeah, you know how long he played? He only played From 10 five minutes. Runs. He only played 10 minutes. He well, came on at 13 yeah. um, to give Horse a spell. Horse was huge. Played yeah, horse 71 was huge. minutes. Had another great game, um, except for the kick. Uh, but he only, played 10 the kick. he only played 10 minutes in the middle. He should have come on with 20 to go to replace Whitehead on the edge. Now, I know the knock, Ricky's knock on him is, is his defense and his effort in defense and maybe covering for his half. But I yeah. still think a fresh um, CHN is, is a better defensive option out there than a gassed whitehead. And I had this oh, discussion yeah. with, with, with people recently. I've never seen anyone in my whole time of going to Raiders games who at the back end of the games is as gassed and as struggling as um, Elliot is. There'll be sets where we've got the ball where he's on his haunches the whole time and he'll yeah. only get up and get back into the line when it's time. It's yeah, that's true. Play. Well, I'll tell you what, who's not. You're right about 71 minutes for, the, for Big Red. You know, 45 tackles, okay, 41, four he missed, but, you know, that that's a different thing at lock. It always has been 190 run metres, yeah. 190. You know, that's, that's just and the post ridiculous. Contact from, twi- from 24 runs, 165 for post-contact metres. Yeah, that's so, that's sick. His post-contact metres aren't 165. His post- oh, no, no, that's hit-up run metres, sir. His post-contact metres 
uh, like 90 or something. His post-contact meters are... It was ridiculously good game. He, he's he's in rare form. 94. I uh, know. He's post-contact 94. Yeah, it's, it's in Papi rare form. had more post-contact meters, 95. And Papa had um, 81. Papa well, ran pa- 208 pa- meters. 208, Timiko, 200, Horsburgh, 190, Tarpane, 180, Hopawate, 160, Rapana, Rapana, 156. Then you finally get some Dolphins in Aitken and, and Lemelu, and then Whiten at 128, Young at 147. Chris, 247. Uh, yeah, right yes, you're right, 247 up the top. That's right it's, 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 it's quite amazing. Like, they... It's what they need. You know, there was some real gut running in that. You know, I'm not. I'm sure you probably don't like that term, but you know, the, the stats were really, really good. It didn't justify. Look, I still believe, and I said it before, that if Emery is credited with that try, where they did adjust the rules, there was no separation. It yeah. was a try. If that's a try at that stage, it's twenty-four nil, and instead. It turns into 18 points to six with a 12-point turnaround with the hammer scoring that try straight okay. after it. Immediately. Um, that was a massive impact on the game. If it's 24-0, I don't care who you are. The Raiders have their tails so far up. It's not back, going to the, point that the much. Dolphins came back from what, 26 against the Titans. I mean, I know, yeah, we're, I know not but Titans, we're not but we're not the Titans, yeah. you know, and that's a, that's, that's a different thing. And, and I hear what you're saying, but we're not the Titans. And that was also up, up in Queensland. The Raiders were playing fantastic football, you know, and, and that try goes down. There's going to be another one. It's going to be 30 points nil at half time, and the Dolphins aren't coming back from that two weeks in a row. So, you know, I, that, that had a huge impact on the match. And so the idea that, you know, Wayne Bennett will come out and say, oh, my God, we was robbed. Go to hell. Yeah. Go to hell. Uh, at Raiders what, reviewed Black like the Pork, man of the match. I'm giving it to Fogg this week. Yeah, a I lot of so. lot of players. You, you, you give it to White and give you to Seb Chris, Big Red, Papa. Like I said, had a great game. It's such a good and game. Timiko. Yeah, Timiko was the other one I've got. Papa had such a good game. I actually was um, just checking how much a pork t-shirt might cost me in case well, he does to... actually play all three games of Origin. I lose the bet. He's going to be selected for all three games of Origin, barring injury or suspension, like I said. So you should be getting onto rugbyleaguemerch.com and get ordering yourself a pork T-shirt um, so you can wear that at the game to show everybody that I was right once more and you were wrong because you're an idiot. Um, but uh, you know who else is an idiot? Danny Stewart. <clears throat> Hola, this is Danny Stewart, the uh, brother of a uh, Canberra Raiders coach, Ricky Stewart. <clears throat> I know in regards to the uh, controversy swirling around after our uh, completely fair and legitimate victory over the uh, Dolphins last Saturday, uh, <clears throat> uh, it was interesting to see old uh, Bones, uh, Clint Eastwood, Wayne Bennett uh, having a cry after the game there about a few decisions that went against his team. <clears throat> uh, Wayne, uh, suck it up, mate. Cry me a river. Uh, at the end of the day, all you are is a uh, dead set. Codido quejido. <clears throat> Uh, now, for the uninitiated, that's uh, Spanish for fucking whinger. <clears throat> so, I've been taking Spanish uh, lessons lately. I've been working on my Spanish, and uh, it's good to get this one out. Uh, Wayne, you were nothing but a jodido juajido. <clears throat> uh, now, in regards to the actual uh, uh, game itself, uh, fuck me, what a win. <clears throat> uh, a few words that spring to mind that describe the performance. Uh, clinical. Uh, I thought uh, the composure uh, shown in Golden Point there was uh, something to behold. I <clears throat> uh, was never really in doubt. Uh, there's a few teams that uh, could learn a thing or two from uh, watching Jamal uh, calmly ice that uh, game of footy. 
<coughs> uh, warm the cockles to see the Iceman uh, uh, put the game-winning field goal over, and I only hope that the uh, Panthers and uh, Nathan Cleary uh, were watching because uh, the Panthers have had a, a few tight losses this year, so uh, that's how you do it, boys. <coughs> uh, so it was great to uh, make it three in a row. Uh, result was never really in doubt, and I uh, looking forward to the uh, game into doggies on uh, Friday. <coughs> Uh, now, in regards to that one coming up, uh, the doggies have still got uh, uh, half their squad out, I think. So uh, anything less than a 56-point uh, victory, and I'll uh, be at Canberra Airport throwing rocks at them uh, when they uh, fly back in. <coughs> so uh, looking forward to uh, making it uh, four in a row. And a uh, Vaya Makina Verde. <coughs> Spanish for go, you green machine. Bada da bala bamba. Go, you green machine. He's incorrigible too, not just an idiot. Uh, you can't, you can't, you can't argue with him. You well, you can argue with him, but you're not going to get anywhere. He, he'll probably glass you, or maybe that'll. He'll be, he'll be at the Lord Alpha he Hotel. He will. So yeah, keep an yeah. eye out for him. <laughs> keep an eye out for him. But now, <laughs> yeah, but now out. it's time for out of the week. <laughs> and there are many, many options to come from this week. But once more, and I've said it a number of times, I'm going to go for my old favourite, who's really hot running for Ask Clan of the Year for me. And of course, Ask Clan of the Week is brought to you by our great sponsors, Raiders, Raiders Plumbing, Les and Trev down at uh, Raiders Plumbing. Because if you need Ask, you need Ask Crack. If you need Ask Crack, who better than a plumber? And if you need a plumber, you want to go to Raiders Plumbing. Um, I'm going to go to Jerry Sutton. Uh, how he found okay. a reason for not, and he'll always find a reason for not giving the Raiders something when he's in the bunker. I'd, I'd love to see the stats on how often he has ruled against the Raiders in the bunker, but how he's decided that Emre Gula wasn't a try under the under the current rulings uh, is beyond me. It was clearly a try. He didn't do it. Of course he didn't do it. It was the Raiders. It was Jerry Sutton. He's not going to give anything to us. Uh, he's my Ask Clown of the Week, really leading up for Ask Clown of the Year. Who have you got for us? Uh... I'm going to go. I've got a few, but first one, first cab off the rank is Danny Widler. Um, I don't know if you read his column oh, on the weekend. In, in the no, season. never read his column, never watch his stuff. He used to be um, the mouthpiece for Coda NASA and all the, the mundane Sonny Bill Williams camp, and he's, he's, he's now turned into the mouthpiece for the Rose Brothers. And uh, is, this, is this your allegation or no? No, it's you can read you can read in the article. It's, it's absolutely where it's all coming from. Um, he was saying in the article that in fact Jack was no guarantee that he was going to go to Souths, and in fact um, he was wanting to see if he was going to get the love from the Raiders. But ultimately, he didn't feel the love for the Raiders, and he felt that the Raiders were trying to undermine him and white out him through spreading various stories and. Etc. Etc. Um, it's complete BS. It's complete BS. I mean, we showed him plenty of love. Uh, we didn't try and drive him out of out of out of town. And um, I would say that the South deal has been done a long, long time ago. I think everything else that we saw in the last couple of weeks was a bit of a charade. I think he was always going to go to South. I think that was probably hatched up somewhere on the back end of the World Cup. Yeah. Uh, in a hotel room. And um, yeah. I, I don't believe that that he was going to stay at the Raiders, and it was only because the Raiders tried to discredit him. Now he's now he's leaving. It's, I really had trouble reading that article. Um, he also mentioned in there, which is something I mentioned before, that um, there were suggestions that um, 
Jack would be engaging in some no limit boxing promotions to make up on any um, shortfall well, of money that he's he's allegedly going to miss out by by signing with South. Yeah, I think that sounds perfectly reasonable. I think you know when you're Jack and you you've turned thirty, you know you've got to look at yourself now. You know you're not you're not a kid anymore. Um, well, at least not in body. Um, you got to figure out what am I doing after football? And you know when Jack's taking a long walk through the room of mirrors, what is he going to do after football? What's he going to do? But he's always he's always had he's always had aspirations to fight. Likely be a glad hander, you know, for working for some company, going out in golf days. It's not not his thing, but fighting is. And you just have to look at Gal. Gal went out and did very nicely, and you know, people ten million people turned on the television to watch Anthony Mundine and Paul Gallen get their head punched in. Now, I'm not saying that people are going to turn on the TVs to watch. Jack White and get his head punched in, but they might turn on the TV to watch him fight. You know, and and if he plays his card yeah. right, maybe people will hate him as much as they hated Gal. Well, look, look, it's it's always I don't think so. It's always been the plan. You know, obviously boxing was going to figure it, but I thought that this was part of the Roses brothers' plan was for him to make up any shortfall in money that he may or may not be mm. missing out on. You know, he's talked he sacrificed a million dollars to get us out. Um, but what Danny Wilder was saying in this article is now he can't do that. He can't do boxing, and the Raiders have ruined that for him oh, as yeah. well. Of course they have. Because um, it'll if he does it now, it'll appear as as though it's a salary cap right. But anyway, Danny Wilder, absolute Total ass clown. Clown. I'm going to make yeah. it Total ass clown. I, I've got some other ass clowns, but I might save them for another week. So we'll we'll move on to the next. Yeah, segment. there has been something that's made me a little bit irritated. In fact, you might say it grinds my gears. You know what really grinds my gears. And, and do you know what grinds my gears, Blake? You don't. You don't know what grinds my gears. No idea. No idea. This is this is the awkward silence. Yeah, right. Okay. All right. right. Well, well, we've Tick alluded to this a number of times. Is that all the news this week after the match has been how the the Dolphins were robbed because the Hudson Young knock on was missed, and they're all going on about it. And here's the thing: the Raiders have had that crap happen to them. So many times, and people haven't covered it, and people haven't given a crap. And then Graham Annesley comes out and gives some sort of half-assed reason for why they missed the most obvious forward pass in the world by Adam Fanua Blake, or you know whatever it was, where the Raiders were blatantly robbed, and no one gives a crap. Now all of a sudden, because the Dolphins is up there, and oh, they was robbed. No, no, no. The Raiders had some shocking decisions against them, namely Gula not being inexplicably not being awarded a rightful try inexplicably not, which turned into a 12-point turnaround. The only reason there was golden point at all in that match was because of shocking decisions. So the idea that people are coming out and say they was robbed, what a pile of shit. It is a, there's more than you know one way of looking at these things. The Raiders have been robbed left, right and centre, not just in other games, but in that game too. So for the people to say that's what the, the result came down to, absolute Bullshit, and it grinds my gears. You know what, Dolphins? Wayne, you got a problem with that? Print your complaint on a pineapple and shove it up your ass. Is this another awkward silence for the bingo card? <laughs> is that what it is? Okay, but we should probably look at the uh, the team list for Toyota forklifts. Uh, fork, yeah, hashtag. Get, Get forked. forked. Yeah. Get forks better. No one wants to. No one wants to read fork yeah printed on a child's head. I don't. As Lord Funkington, I, look, I thought it. it was quite funny. 
um, myself. Am I juvenile? Yeah, I am. Guilty as charged, Your Honour. Okay, so at the back, we've got Seb Chris in the number one jersey. On one wing, we've got ex-Javier Savage uh, in the number two jersey. On the other wing, we've got Jordan Rapiner. We've got Matt Timico and Jared Croker. In the centres, Jack White and Jamal Fogarty at six and seven. Josh Papali'i and Joseph Tarpane in the front row with Zach Wolford. We're still wearing that pimp moustache in between them at nine. we got Hutto Young at 11, Elliot Whitehead at 12, and Big Red, Big Sexy in the number 13 jersey, which he's really starting to make his own in his own bizarre manner. On yeah. the bench, we've got Tom Starling, obviously cleared of all charges, Blake. He is. He is. So there were two incidents. The first, people are confused. There are actually two incidents um, a year apart, both times in the off-season. The first one was the the, the brawl at the Shady's nightclub or whatever it was called. Shady's. That's the sort of place um, you want to go to. Was, was it spelled N-I-T-E club? <laughs> Night club? Yeah, yeah. I hope so. I hope so. They had some old CDs hanging you from gotta the ceiling. You've got to have it. you got to have it. It's 90s, uh, 90s nightclub. Yeah, yeah. Decor. Um, and then the second incident was the one where he and his brothers uh, a year later, and this was one was never going to amount to anything. He and his brothers were basically refused entry into mm. a nightclub. And so then they've said to the bouncer, I'll come over here, you know, I'll come outside or whatever else. And they got charged with threats and mm. intimidation. And um, he's totally off yep. the hook um, because the magistrate said that he was still, and that his defence said he was still suffering, you know, from a bit of PTSD from the effects of being, beaten up by the cops, which I'm sure was pretty unpleasant. Yep. Um, so they said, yeah, just drop the whole thing. His girlfriend actually got in more trouble than mm. him. She did a bit of a throat-slitting gesture. Oh, no, no, I did down. not. I did not. But, you know, like sometimes it's not such a bad thing to be belted by a cop. I remember back when I was a young man and uh, I was in this position where I was stupidly in and uh, instead of, you know, putting me for the court, the, the cop in question gave me, uh, gave me a bit of a belt. And you know what? It knocked me straight. It knocked me straight. I never did what I was doing that night ever again. And uh, I knew what I'd done wrong. What were you doing? I can't say too much. I was a young idiot. And all I can say is this bloke said, you're a young idiot and gave me a good belt. I haven't forgotten it. And I look back at it. Oh, the yeah, good old and days. I look back on it now and I thought that is exactly what I needed. I got exactly what I needed. He he did me a favour. And uh, you know what? Cops get a bad name around here. But I look back on that bloke, don't know his name, but uh, I'll, I still thank him to this day. So it's very good. But, yeah, no, I imagine it would be great for most people getting, you know, hit by a policeman. It wasn't Kenny the Koala, was it? He's got No, he, 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 Kenny the Koala he would definitely like punch you. me in the head. Not quite sure why. <laughs> I'm a great fan of his. <laughs> Seriously, an awesome, awesome human who I've enjoyed many, many hours with. So, yeah, no, um, definitely a one-way beef, that one, um, if there is, in fact, a beef. Um, we've got number 15, Emre Gula. Um, uh, just the Turkish light doing very well. We got Sami Solo, Sami Solo, who's just been really, really good in this side. Is so much upside to that kid. He's huge, and I can just see upside. It's like you know, we went off and got Joe Tarpane again. You know, the young Joe Tarpane. He's really good. And Atta Mariota, this is the big news. Back from his busted arm, he's back in the 17 jersey after one run in the Reggies. It's great to see him back because talking about upside, that bloke's got it. Now, we're up against... We're- yeah, the, the the Melbourne Storm. Melbourne Storm, we've got Lil, Lil yeah. Pappy. Adam Mariota, Lil yeah. Papa. Because he's, he's Papa Junior, isn't he? But I'm disappointed that Seachin got dropped from the side. He only played like 10 minutes. Yeah. He came on um, 
you know, and and, and he, he gave um, Horsburgh a spell, a very brief spell, and that, that was his only contribution. I think having him on the bench, is he's a player that you need to have on there because, for one hand, I don't think Elliot Whitehead can play 60, more than 60 minutes in the back row. But also, too, he covers mm. more positions than Adam Mariano. If we get if one of the back rowers goes down, who out of those boxes? Maybe Pasami Sula. I don't know. And look, when we've been in trouble before, CHN's gone out to centre as well. So He can. So, That's what I mean. Yeah, he's, he offers I that. I remember the days when Elliot Whitehead used to be able to go out in the centres. Um, anyway... <laughs> Up against the Bulldogs. Now, they've got a, they got a few injury problems. they got Hayes Perham at fullback. Did really well last week. Look, the whole Bulldogs team played really well against St. George last week. You know, a lot of people say St. George suck. The reason I kept watching it was because the spirit in the way the Bulldogs were playing it was irrepressible. They had clearly decided they were going to have a go. One of the nice things, and look, I've been a fan of Grub, Josh Reynolds, for a long, long time. On the field... I can't on believe the he's field, playing. yeah, yeah. No, I can't on the field, he is a grub, right? He gets under people's skins. He's the most annoying player off the field. He is effing gem. He is awesome. He is the bloke you want to have at the barbecue. He is funny. He's personable in the tunnel when there's people there. When there's no one there to see it, he's with the fans. You know, there was one time um, the the team was waiting to do a victory song because he was out there and every single fan that wanted to speak to him, he was speaking to every single one. And the and his key was when people got up and it's like, I was those people and now I'm happy that anyone wants to see me and I'm doing, look. Was what game, was that where that he game kicked that, that field goal that, off one step just inside the halfway? Yeah, because I was trying to think when when did the Bulldogs win yeah, last winning camera? Yeah, 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 but it was, it was that game and he pretty much won it. Yeah. Uh, and it, he... What's that, 2015 oh, or something? Oh, like yeah, around that time. But he was he was so good. Yeah. Look, they've got um, King Karaz named in number two jersey, but the male is very strong that he is not going to be right for this match and he will not play. Yeah, the really? male is very strong and he's not going to be in there. On the other, which is a pity because he's an excellent player, but again, yeah. like Kotrick, there's no point in bringing him back in under Dunn. So, you know, he, he's a long-term thing. You don't want to be stuffing up his knees, rushing him back. On the other wing, they got Declan Casey. Looked really good. The centre pairing at Avarillo, Avarillo was really fast, and Alamotti was really good. They really put out. But what the Bulldogs did was they were completely unpredictable. The amount of times in their own half, while they were being trying to held in by, you know, pressured and held down into their own 20 by the Dragons, that um, both uh, Burton and Josh Reynolds were kicking over the top to where the compressed defence wasn't and having a runner go through. And it didn't work one time, but three times it did. And it really shook the Dragons. And they had a whole lot of difficulty getting back into any sort of structure because they got broken so easily. Matt Burton's doing those, that sevens, doing those spiraling bombs. And Lord knows, mm. Javier, ex Javier Savage is going to be underneath those. Max King and Mac. Well, it, well, that too. Max King is in the front row with uh, Tavita Pangai Jr. Um, we got Reed Marnie. Yeah, that, well, yeah, but um, also an ex-Raider, so he loves playing against us. Reed Marnie in the nine jersey had his best game for the Bulldogs by a country mile, was the best player upfield against the Dragons um, and was a large part of the reason they won. He was back to his irrepressible best. Talking about annoying grubs, Reed, <laughs> Reed Marnie's your man. Um, in the second row, Corey Waddell and Jacob Preston were both awesome. Um 
you know, they're budget light, you know, they're your black and gold second rowers, but geez, they left it all on the field. And Raymond Fatala Mariner, who I've always thought was okay, played a really good game at lock. On the bench, they got uh, Ola Apu, um, and they got, yeah, yeah Carl. Carl, they, they, Carl, they got Jaden Ockenbohr. Um, they got Franklin Pele and they got Samuel Hughes. Now, I, I don't know a whole lot about any of those except Jaden Ockenbohr, who's, you know, he's your rocks and diamonds man. Yeah, well, last I knew he still was, but looks like it's the second row uh, rotation there right now. Someone, someone, when we previously recorded this podcast, we shouldn't just keep on saying that, it's getting a bit boring, but um, someone we previously recorded this podcast pondered if Samuel Hughes was part of the legendary Bulldogs. Well, Hughes obviously, family. he's got to be related because he has the same he's, surname. It was 193 centimetres and 111 right. kilos. Right, no. So I'm doesn't he's not. sound like a Hughes, does it? Because they're not that 111 kilos. My God, that's yeah, an enormous unit. That's Willie Mason size right there. That's a that's a huge yeah. unit. So yeah, well, hopefully he's crap at football. What I was going to say um, about Josh Reynolds and and the fact that I'm surprised that he's managed to make his way back into a starting t- spot in in um, first grade. I know injuries have, have played a part and that's why they signed him. But um, this time last year, I was watching some of the Super League games. It was actually the Hull Derby and um, the team he was, I think he was Hull Kingston Rovers. Um, they were getting absolutely flogged mm. in the Derby and he looked off the pace, out of touch, disinterested and honestly looked like he was smuggling a basketball under his, under his jersey. He looked as out of shape and as unfit as you'd see a first round footballer. So I, I, it's credit to him. He's been able to come back and, you know, he's doing it for, for very little money, but just for the love of the game. Well, that's, that's a good thing that he's doing it for love. Howdy. Raider Nick here. Raiders review with Blake and the Pork is the best. It's the number one Canberra Raiders podcast going around. We should be able to lay down a platform within the match from that where we win. And this is also brought in by the fact that Canterbury are on a five-day turnaround. And as they're on a five-day turnaround, and Blake, how many sides who've been on a five-day turnaround have won this year? Zero. Zero. So, you know, like, of course, the Raiders are the one that can always play a side into form or, 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 you know, break that sort of stat. But in this case, you know, coming up there, and it's great that we're playing the first on this Suncorp Stadium pitch because I would hate to be playing last on it. Oh, it's going to be absolutely shocking. You look at it at the end of a regulation game, how bad it is. So there was, there was a game when... On Friday was it? When did when did the Broncos play? But there was a game on yeah on on Friday night, and then on Saturday the Reds played there as well. So the rugby players yeah. really love they, um, they with, with their exciting scrums. Oh, they they, are. they really love rucking up the field. They do well. Scrums are fantastic. It's what people go for, mate. I'm I'm still waiting for that scrum off that's going to happen. Yeah, rugby league gonna... versus union. Who's got the best scrum? Winner takes yeah, it all. Well, yeah, well, who what knows? The people who want? knows? Well, look, you know, I, I see, I see good stuff for for the Raiders in this, but um, there are issues, and it's time to look at who's got a lift. Ooh. Um, look, I love him. You know, I love him. I'm devoted to him. But Jared Croker, they're coming for you. They've seen it. Um, they're gonna once more. You know, he knows it. You know, this is fourth match back, and he knows they're gonna be targeting him in two ninety six. Is it? It'll be 296 at this yeah. match. And they know he's coming for him and they will be targeting him. 
I believe he's up for it. In fact, he did his shoulder last year against the Bulldogs in his return match, and he looked fantastic in that game. I know he's up for it, but they're going to come for him. They're going to yeah. target him with but speed. The, the player he's up against is Avarillo, who is very yeah. quick. Very who quick. Is very quick. So one of the things you notice um, Jared doing since he's come back defensively is not so much um, hitting people head on. He's mm. sort of letting them get around a bit and then sort of lassoing them and jumping on their back and riding yeah, them around. And, and doing doing quite well. Yeah, which which can work and, and, and seems to work for him. But, um, yeah, you don't want to give someone with the speed of Avrilo, um too much space because they can beat you on your Yeah, outside. yeah, I, I totally agree. The other person, obviously, and we've said this before, Elliot Whitehead, um, look, after 50 minutes, I reckon – you know, you might bring him back, but he's got to have a rest. He cannot. But there's be. no option. There's no with Sergen off the field, off not on the bench. And I mean, there's a bit of been said about this with people saying, "Oh, he wasn't really dropped." Because Tim, we know this in Ricky Stewart's Raiders, no one has ever dropped. No, no, they're rested. Hmm. They've picked up a knock, or yeah. they're going back to New South Wales Cup to get more game time. No, he's dropped and, CHN before, and he's dropping him again. Well, no, no. Apparently, apparently, he's sent him back to New South Wales Cup to get more game time. Is 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 the story? If you want him to have more game time, Ricky, give him more than ten minutes. You yeah, know? you're you're always getting on Ricky's back. I reckon you've got to give leave him, by leave. Give him, I, give by, him more than ten minutes. Alone. Yeah, yeah, right. All right. Well, talking about people who've got to lift, um, the shark. It's time he lifted. G'day Raiders fans, today, oh wait a minute, what, sorry, uh, what's up, what's up, this is John, alright, uh, listen, uh, sorry, I, I've been studying for my Australian citizenship exam, and uh, you know, I'm just getting a little ahead of myself here, I gotta take it in a week and a half, you know, I'm sorry, a little warning here, I might start telling people to get a dog up ya, or uh, using the C word like a comma, you know, and uh, you know, especially here in Canberra, I might start driving like absolute shit just to fit in a little bit more, really drive it home, make sure I get an A plus on that test. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, neither here nor there. We're going with an old school type shark attack this week. No skits, no funny stuff, just, you know, off the cuff. No, this is all improv, all right? Last week's win... Maybe the worst win I've ever seen in my entire life. I do not know how that last set, before we went to Golden Point, we didn't get one shot at a field goal. It was embarrassing, but whatever. I don't care. A dub's a dub. I will take it. Uh, yeah, also, Hudson Young definitely knocked it on, so whatever. I don't care. You know, it's about time a, like a shitty win went our way and not the other team's way. So sad, too bad, whatever. Place a dog right up you. Wayne Bennett, take the dog and put it inside you. See, I'm going to pass. Uh, this weekend's Magic Round. Uh, Got to be honest with you, I, I don't care about Magic Round. You know, it sounds like a music festival, but like without all the terrible music. And, you know, uh, it might as well make us camp outside and sleep in a river of our own urine. Ugh, I don't know. It's great. We're get strong and drunk. Like, no, nah, I don't care. Not for me. It's great if you like it. Not for me. Save your magic round for Diagon Alley or Magic the Gathering, whatever you nerds do. I don't care. This week's Mark of the Shark is by a band called Flipper. The song's called Ha Ha Ha. I don't really have to say any more. Pretty self-explanatory. Right in your face, Dolphins. A revenge win is the best win. All right, I love every one of you. Have a great magic round. Stay safe. Don't do anything stupid. Don't take the brown acid. Go, you green things. Always in doubt. Okay, whatever. Goodbye. Shopping and we work in suburbia.
And there's no doubt about the shark. He is unique. He is absolutely unique. There is no one like the shark anywhere in the game. So, so we said last week the shark was going to Wagga, but he didn't He didn't have game at Wagga. He actually went to the um, Dixon Tradies Club with me and a fellow called Luke, who's going to be my listener of the week this week. And um, we had a great time at the Dixon Tradies. $6.60 um, schooners of Bent Spoke. You don't get a better deal than that. And everyone was 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 having a pretty good time at, at the Dixon Tradies, except for that last couple of minutes of regulation time when the whole place was literally tearing their hair out. No, and they would have been, but uh, they might not be if we have to rely on the extended bench. Who's on the extended bench? Smoke screen. Oh, definitely smoke, smoke screen. Out there because this is the week. In the that's right, Brad Schneider. He's in the eighteen jersey. Then in the 19, we've got Shame Schiller. In the 20, we've got Trey Mooney, who is knocking on the door of first grade again. He had an outstanding game in New South Wales yeah. Cup last week. He and, played 80 minutes again. He's playing yeah. huge minutes in New South Wales. He's playing week. big minutes. Um, he's being very, very – he's starting to turn into the player that um, we've all seen him, him being in. Uh, excellent young man too. I talked to his dad the other week when Good you were out here. When, when you're out in Sydney. I talked to his dad and I said, Do you, are you travelling down from Sydney every week? And he said, yeah, for every match I'm travelling. So he's literally, he's a delightful man, and he sits just behind where you. Uh, he stands just behind where you you stand. Really? We got yeah, we got CHN in the twenty one. There's your smoke screen. He'll he'll come back on to the bench. Peter Holler, the unluckiest man, deserves a start. Really, look, deserves looking, a minute. Looking forward to seeing him in first grade. Free Peter um, Holler. So James Schiller. Well, that's that's a that's a um, hard week and a half. Trey Mooney. Well, that's a hard week and a half. So up to three. Corey Hardaway a nine, and that's two hard weeks. So we're up to five. Peter Holler, Hardwick, Brad Schneider, Hardwick and a half. So six and a half, seven and a half Hardwicks, right? Then you're up against Jackson to Pine, Harrison Edwards, Carl Flanagan, Blake Wilson, and Curtis Morin. So to Pine. Yeah, he actually right. is Brad's son. Oh, he actually is. Right. He actually there is Brad's son. Yeah. So Jackson to Pine, well, there's a Hardwick, Harrison Edwards, uh, Hardwick. So that's two Hardwicks. Carl Flanagan, I'll give you a Hardwick and a half for that. So that's three and a half. Blake Wilson, a Hardwick, four and a half. Curtis Morin. So five and a half up against seven and a half. So the Raiders win the extended bench. By the time the game rolls around on Friday, Kyle Flanagan may not even still be at the Bulldogs. That's true. Because this talk is going to Manly like, right away. He could be driving there now. Well, and that might be the case because if he goes or Sam Walker goes to Manly and Schuster's going the other way, you know, that could happen. And, and you know, Kyle Flanagan, that's a good fit. DCE needs someone to get in a, in a punch-up with a, at the club, doesn't he? <laughs> it's um, been a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but, um, of course, we brought you the extended bench, courtesy of Jersey's megastore of Iron Knob Street, Fishwick, just behind the cock. Um, if you can't find the jersey you want there, well, you're either blind or you support a crap side, okay, because they've got all the jerseys. Um, it's time to rip in with Arnie J. G'day, Raiders fans. Well, we had another win last week, but again, our performance was a worry. Blake shared a greenhouse tweet with stats that showed we smashed them in all areas, but we only limped over the line. Fitness concerns me, as well as organisation, and we need to play more than 30 minutes of good up-tempo footy. I won't have time to share the stats today, but I did a bit of a deep dive on Elliot Whitehead for the season, and to my surprise, he held up pretty well against controls of Tarek Sims and Tyson Frizzell. He does need to play less minutes, though, as he gets tired and is a liability in defence. So on to this week against the Dogs. 
They have a few coming back, so they should be a little bit stronger. We need to nullify Jacob Kiraz, Jake Avarillo, and also try and limit the running opportunities of Matt Burton. We should target Declan Casey and Josh Reynolds in the backs and their whole forward pack up the guts. If we remove the Dragons game last week, the prior five weeks, they have given up a lot of all-run metres, post-contact metres and line breaks, which makes it very difficult for them to win. So the equation is pretty simple for us. If we play like we did against the Dolphins for the first 30 minutes, we can win by 30. If we play like the final 50 minutes, we might lose. The final comment to make is that I really hope Savage comes in at fullback and we see a backline shuffle. This is because we simply are not scoring enough tries. So safe travels to you, to all you Magic Round tourists and go, you green machine. Okay, now, in regards to Arnie J, not only is he a very strange man because he is a strange man. So this time last year, right, we got some disturbing tweets from him, you know, and we haven't quite known what to do about the Arnie it J It was in the off-season. It was in the off-season. It was, it was. I wanted to cut him. I wanted to cut him over an off-field. He did. Oh, right. So on, on the 15th of October last year, Arnie J sent out this, uh, this, this tweet, and I quote, possible discovery of male life hack today. Put generous <laughs> amounts of shaving cream dry on groin, balls, and old fella. Have a shave as normal in sync for five plus minutes. Get in shower hot and shave nether regions for a much smoother and safer ride. Hashtag life hacks. What the fuck? Or what the fuck? Yeah, that's interesting. Who so, is this? And, I mean, no, no. Uh, yeah, was he in jail at the time? Or was uh, he out? I, I just don't know. Well, I don't know where he was, but I, I guess that is something you do in jail. Um, it's very, you know, very, very strange that, um, the sort of stuff he, you know, he's putting up there. Um, now I the only wanted... thing that Arnie J might get for us is a Manscaped sponsorship. He could, he could get us some Manscaped sponsorship. <laughs> That's and, about the only thing he could, he could do for us at this point. That, 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 that could be good. But yeah, look, he is very odd. We're looking for the angle of how he actually, you know, comes in, but you know, <laughs> I, I personally, you know, I don't like anything being the same. And there's one thing about Arnie J, he is not the same. All right. Different. Anyway, so, but uh, there are, in fact, reasons to be cheerful. Reasons to be cheerful. Part three. One, two, three. And I mean, if you can't be cheerful when you've won three matches in a row, who the hell are you? I mean, I know times are tough. I know some of the victories haven't been done. But you know what? Three wins in a row. If we get against Canterbury, it's four wins in a row. I, I, you know, like we did it last season, but it's not a, a common thing for the Raiders to win four in a row. So you've got to really appreciate these moments and say to yourself, life is good. You know, look at the upside. Yeah. I'd Be take, a bit positive. I'd take a scrappy one-point win over a, a, a scrappy one-point loss any day. Yeah, yeah totally, totally. And it's then, nice like, to be on the, on the right end of a, of a close game for once. You then know, then the week up. That's right. Then the week after we have, uh, you know, a fairly wounded eel side who will be coming off a much shorter break than us coming coming to play us. Then after that, um, we receive the Sea Eagles on a Sunday afternoon. Now there's every chance that we could actually be well and truly in the finals by the time in round 13 we take on the Rabbitohs up in Sydney in uh, the White and Revenge match on, on Saturday, yeah, 27th gonna be, that's of That's going to be a big one, isn't it? That's gonna be it's going to be a very big one. And, of course, what's even bigger, and we need to talk about this, Friday the 2nd of June, all things going according to plan at this stage, 
in Campbelltown, 8 p.m., Friday, 2nd of June. We need to be in convoy that day up the Hume Highway to pack the Campbelltown Stadium with green to honour Jared Croker's 300th game. Should all go to plan. That's when it's going to be. The Raiders view with Blake and the Pook team will be going up there. Convoy. Um, there'll be a convoy. We expect to see you there because it's very, very important that we all get up there as as hard as we possibly can. Um, and that that's a reason to be cheerful, that that's still on there. Have you got any reasons to be cheerful, Blarka? No, nah, you've covered them all. I think we've pretty much covered everything for this week. It's the only thing we haven't covered is um, merch. Listen, no, listener of the week. You I haven't talked about Luke. I said, no. Oh, you've talked about him and yeah. you've talked about the Greenhouse Magic Round Meetup. Make sure you get there. What's our yeah. merch on about? Veranda Bar, Lord Alfred, 2 p.m. this Friday. Uh, okay. In Brisbane, obviously. Uh, merchandise, we've got Blake and the Pork shirts. Heaps. We do. So many. Go to Rugby League merch. No discounts, Great sponsor as show. usual. Because we can't <laughs> get them. We don't know why. We don't know what we have to do. We don't know why some people have got discounts and that we don't. Uh, we don't sure, want discounts. We, I've said before, we don't want – because quality – I bought a new Mac because of the, the computer snafu situation, right? Yeah. There's no discount on Apple Mac products. There's no discount on quality products. You know, other no, lesser um, podcast brands have to throw around codes willy-nilly. We don't yeah. discount, mate. We don't discount. Because no, no, people are so heavily into – man, how many pork T-shirts have we sold so far, Blake? How many one, have you got? One. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the one we got. We got the one, the one sold. Have we sold any Blakes? Heaps. Yeah, right. We have, haven't we? But have we? Have, we've still got any beanies left? The Raiders both yes. six beanies. Yeah, we do. You, come, then, in, you come into Landspeed Records or go online to Landspeed Records, um, and you can get pick up one of those. You actually got to do it online. You can pick it up from the store if you don't pay for postage, but you got to buy it online because they're not amongst the general merchandise because they're just confused people. Yeah, indeed. Anyway, it has been an, an interesting week, and hopefully we'll be back to talk to you again next week with Heather by our side celebrating a win against the Bulldogs where everything will be seriously looking up. You have been listening to Raiders View with Blake and the Pork. I'm the Pork. I'm Blake. And we'll talk to you again soon. Blake and the Pork. Blake and the Pork.